This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by Bluehost Hosting. Unlimited space, unlimited hosting, unlimited bandwidth. Check it out today at nlcast.com slash bluehost. Welcome to another episode of Geek Loves Nerd. Encouraging marriage and family advice from a gamer husband and a CPA wife. Geek Loves Nerd. Nerd loves geek. At least she did. Late last week. I haven't asked. Lately because she's still living here and that's more than I deserve. Geek loves nerd. Yeah. And here are your hosts, James the Geek and Jen the Nerd. Hey, how you doing, folks? Uh, I'm James. And I'm Jen. And welcome to uh, episode 82 of Geek Loves Nerd, um, brought to you the week of November 13th, 2011. We haven't done a show since July 30th of 2011. That's not too bad. July, August, September, October, end of November. It's only about four months. Mm-hmm. I think it's hideous, but it uh, is bad. We've got um, we've got excuses. Matter of fact, this entire show is going to be uh, excuses. Other people call them uh, reasons and mm-hmm. a story of the last few months. So we're going to get into it in just a bit. But first, I just want to say welcome back. Thanks. To- welcome back to you too. Oh well, yeah. I was talking to them. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to to the house you live in, Jen. I thought you were welcoming me back to the show. No, no, I, I appreciate you in every way, but uh, mostly you're you're already welcomed. Uh, let's see, it's uh, it's time for a little bit of this. Let's do it. It's been a while. No, wait. Weekly <laughs> updates. Uh, <laughs> so a little weekly update time. Um, Basically, instead of talking about weekly updates, because it's been months and months, mm-hmm, four. Um, let's talk about our last show. Our last show, if you don't remember, we were talking about our conflicts and our issues with vacations mm-hmm. and our ideas of vacations. And so I figured instead of going through any kind of little stories for the last week or so, we could actually go back and talk a bit about what we did to rectify ah, that situation. because. Right. I think it worked out fabulously, and I'm, I'm sure people that still follow the show, all four of them, uh, would love to hear how all that conversation, you know, changed or modified or, or helped us work out all our all our stuff. Would you? But first, would you not agree that everything worked out great? It did. Okay. So now um, I'll start by saying uh, Jen and I um, decided on a vacation that I primarily help make. And and if you remember uh, from the show, we we decided that Jen had this idea of going to theme parks. That was her vacation idea. Mm-hmm. Dad's uh, mine, not my dad, my dad's dad. Um, <laughs> he didn't have any ideas about our vacation. James's idea of vacation was chilling, mm-hmm. you know, possibly even at the house, but that was a no-go. Um, and why did we have to go and, and work and, and work hard to have fun when we could go do something without a lot of people, something a little off the beaten track. And so um, we decided to um, to do a little bit of both, I guess. We went and stayed a night in, what, Orlando? It was Orlando, yeah. Okay. And we did a couple of local things mm-hmm. that were like off the highway type stuff. Yeah, kind of like your B, B and C attract- attractions in Orlando. B and C? You know, like your A attractions would be Disney. Oh, I was thinking uh, cavemen. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was like B and C. Um, yeah. Anyway, we we ended up going to a place called Fantasy of Flight, which is the largest private collection of uh, prop planes. I think it's pre World War Two planes. Anyway, right? I don't know. It it's a lot of planes. But tell the people what you you know what. What did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty neat. It, there was a ton to do there. I mean, we spent almost a whole day there. Um, it, it's near Orlando, probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, about an hour from here, 30 minutes from there. Um, Matter of fact, it is exactly between Tampa and Orlando. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's uh, called Orlampa. It's not... Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He created right. Orlampa. Because that's where the convention center came from. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but uh, yeah, it's right there, and... Uh, it, it not only has all these re, uh, you know, what do they call them? Uh, not reconditioned. 
what do you, restored airplanes mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, it has like a, a, a museum type of thing and it has a walkthrough event, mm-hmm. I guess. That you it's almost through. like an experience. Yeah. Kind of like you think about the Titanic experience. I, I would think that would be. It's like it. It's it a little more homemade than that, but it, yeah, but it's but it still, was still pretty dang impressive. It was really amazing. It yeah. was more than what we expected there mm-hmm. to be. You walk through, and um, it's real dark, and it was supposed to be simulating. I think it was World War One. Mm-hmm. World War One, like getting on a World War One plane, which was real big, and jumping. And they said, remember that was the opening is you, you saw oh. the guy and, and you were supposed to stand there, it had a sensor and it said jump or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you walk and there's wind blowing in your face. Yeah. Remember? And, and the stars and stuff. And so you don't actually jump. You just Obviously. walk out into the darkness, but it's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was, you went through the whole plane and they had sound effects and everything. And it, it was a little bit freaky. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a little, it was very realistic. Well, what was freaky I mean, is there were mannequins dressed up. Yeah. And I don't like mannequins but it was good simulation and then you ended up going through from the tail end all the way up to the front of an of a bomber and um there was one part where you walked through the bomb area the bomb dropping area and when you looked down they had a rear screen projection of the ground Mm -hmm. underneath the bombs and the wind and the noise and you felt like you were you know up there flying around Mm -hmm. it was awesome it was crazy how small those planes were i mean you just imagine you know they were packed with with the guys, mm-hmm. you just imagine, oh, claustrophobic. Well, those, yeah, there was just enough room for a dude to to get in there, and mm-hmm. barely that, you know. Yeah, it's mm, crazy, not spacious. But we did that, and then we ended up going to a Gator, Gatorland, Gatorland, famous yeah. Gatorland, and it was all right, you know. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was really hot. It was a big drawback. Yeah, and we'd we heard just, that. We'd heard that. We were just hot. Oh. But um, it was neat. I mean, there was tons of different things, different gators you could see. And we got to feed them hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Or as my son would say, hog dogs. Mm-hmm. And we saw someone wrestle a gator. Yeah. Was- Mostly just sit on it and tick it off. Yeah. And uh, we saw white alligators. Mm-hmm. Those were cool. They were segregated. Yeah. Um, I think because they can't stand the sun. Probably. And... Uh, <laughs> Not so, good for a Florida gator. So we got our picture, you know, taken on the Gatorland gator and, you know, the the fiberglass one and, you know, all that stuff. And and so we, we did those and we stayed the night in a in a hotel. And we went to downtown. 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 Downtown Disney. We went way down down in Disney. Uh, yeah. And we, we ate at my favorite ice cream place. Oh, we did. That was so fun. Gerardelli's? Ger, Ger, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Warm. Kids had a blast. They love staying in a hotel. They got to sleep on a pull-out couch or something. And They were very amazed by the continental breakfast. I mean, just like that was the most exciting thing in the like world. A buffet breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was okay for a continental, but it wasn't anything but special. For, but for a three-year-old and a six-year-old. They're like, we can have juice. <laughs> as much juice as we want. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, that would be amazing when you're used to eating cereal and yogurt every day. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty exciting. Yeah, neither one of our families are uh, growing up. We're very creative with breakfast. It's pretty much cereal. That's about it. Yeah, that's okay. So we did that, and I had a blast. Jen had a blast. It was relaxing. You know, we felt like we did something as a family, and you know, we didn't ride any roller coasters or anything, but we got to see a little mini air show, and you know, got to see gators and stuff, and we just spent time away. But it wasn't quite enough. Mm-hmm. And so what we did even more recently for our honeymoon is we ended up doing the theme park thing. Anniversary. I'm sorry, anniversary. I call them honeymoons, though. Yeah, because our first one, eh. Yeah, it, it, really, <laughs> so we- it really stunk. So we, <laughs> we end up redoing it every year. So tell them about that because that was more something you put together. That went fantastic. Yeah, it did. Um, what I did is we waited until late September, which is really off season for Orlando. The other vacation we did the end of August, mm-hmm. which is still pretty busy. Um, and we, uh, we've been wanting to go to, uh, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios for quite a while, especially to see the new Harry Potter world. Yeah. Me and, me and you. The me kids, and Jen. The kids were out of this one. Yeah. They they, here. Th- this was just a me and Jen. Anniversary slash honeymoon. Yeah. And um, so we stayed on uh, at one of the properties at Universal. Uh, I think it was the Royal Pacific. Mm-hmm. It was and, nice. Uh, it was very nice. 
And the best thing about staying there was we got an express pass, which meant we could pretty much go the front of the line of every single line mm-hmm. all day long. And we were there for two days. I think we left on like a Tuesday morning and came back on a Wednesday night. So we had two full days at the theme parks. And and Jen got some deal where for the price basically of one pass, we got a season pass or mm-hmm. a weekday yeah. season pass. We have a weekday year pass. Yeah, for the price of one day or Yeah, I doubt we'll use it again. I'm hoping we do. <laughs> Cuz things know. have changed. Yeah, we'll makes it a little more a difficult, bit. but yeah. But uh we we did. We had two two great days for the price of one and uh you know, did did uh Islands of Adventure and got Jen on the Mummy ride, which is one and of our favorites. I think we rode it a total of six times yeah. throughout the two days. <laughs> I think one day we did it three times or yeah. two times. So if you get out there to awesome. Universal and Islands of Adventure, um, yeah, the Mummy is a great fun. It's half drive-through ride, you know, like those like those Disney World rides, and half roller coaster. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. I did I did uh, learn an unfortunate thing about myself on our trip though. Is on the Hulk ride. I, I'm just oh. not. I'm not a true roller coaster rider anymore. Yeah, we're we're. I'm uh, almost there, but we've decided we're getting too old for roller coasters. Yeah, and they had that rocket roller coaster. Is that oh, what it was gosh. called? Gosh, that's the first thing we rode. Oh, it was terrible. It was rocket roller coaster. Rocket. I think. It's yeah. a brand new one. It's at Universal. And you can pick your own music, which really wasn't as cool it as wasn't it sounded very like. Cool at all. You go straight up for a minute, and then you do all this. It made us both like. Boo. Well, the straight up was kind of fun, but it just went on and on and on. And it was a lot of twisting and. And flipping for some and, reason, it was really hot too. I don't know. Well, just, and it was very tight. I, I'm I'm um, I'm officially a little bit too big for some of the smaller roller coasters, and uh, I was crushed into this thing. Uh, I was not too. I was fine, but uh, Jen's little, but. But um, yeah, I didn't so much enjoy it. I I can't really do the flipping around thing, the upside down mm. and turns. Not good. But yeah, I didn't get sick or anything. Not like that guy. But it's funny the mummy goes upside down. Yeah, but it's a kind of brief. I think. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think it goes upside down. Really? I, I don't know. I think that's why I could stand it. Yeah. So I'm not out of roller coasters, but I am. I'm probably not. I think it does go upside down. It might, but it didn't bother me. It's not as long. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of breaks. In I think it was just a bad roller coaster. I mean, there is such a thing as the types of G-forces you get and, and how it messes up your, you know, your, your inner ear and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, bad roller coaster. And you know what's funny is there's no line for that thing. There was lines for other stuff. There's yeah, no line. I think it's just surprised. a bad roller coaster. Nobody likes it. Yeah, nobody will ride it again. Yeah. Ugh. That's sick. a shame because I probably spent a ton of money. It's one of the brand new ones. So uh, we did get to go see Harry Potter Land. That was awesome. It really was. You know, if anything, my only thing is it was a little small. Yeah. Smaller than I And it was it congested. Be. I mean, there were just a lot of people. Well, of course. But I, I'm just saying I wish there had been more mm-hmm. to it. And maybe they'll expand it later on. Um, but it was really neat. We Jen and I went through every shop, you know, all the, the stores, the Honey Dukes and all that. We walked through the wand store a couple times, and then we went window shopping and just looked through every window and saw every little secret thing we could see. And the best part, we had butterbeer. Yeah, a couple so times. <laughs> good. I don't know what it was. It's kind of like cream soda and butterscotch. And, and apple juice. And cinnamon, maybe? I don't know. The best thing about it is, to me, it tasted just like I imagined. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how they did that, but it was what I thought. It's crazy. Yeah, but, it was yeah. good. We had it uh, warm mm-hmm. and then frozen. Or no, cold. Yeah. Cold and then frozen. I bet they do it warm when it gets cool out. They would. Mm. It makes sense. I would love to go there at Christmas time, though, just to see the, the area kind of decorated. If they do, because they have the snow. I mean, because you go there, you know, in the winter anyway, Mm -hmm. in the books. But uh, the Harry Potter ride um, was really, really cool. I thought it was awesome. The interior and wait line to get in it was awesome. I know. We didn't have to wait that long, and it was kind of sad because... We probably would have gotten to see yeah, more. Yeah, you wanted to. You wanted to wait in line here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jen, it, it was an amazing thing. Basically, I would say you were strapped to a, like a robot arm that just whizzed you all around and, and all mm-hmm. this. But for me, it made me sick. I it mean, didn't. It didn't really bother. It didn't me. bother Jen, but it made me sick. Like like that roller coaster made her. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of upside. Felt like upside down stuff and and. Well, it, and it moved you from from like a what is it 
I don't know what it's called when you're in that ride where kind of like the Simpsons ride. Oh, oh what yeah. Is that there called? was some there was some 3D projected rendered stuff and then there was live realistic mm-hmm. effects. But it went back between the two. So that's yeah. probably what bothered you no, guys. No. It was a twisting and turning. No, it was the no, I visuals don't bother me at all. Oh, okay. It was literally the fact that they would lean you backwards and all the blood would rush to your head mm. and kind of stuff. But, so, yeah. but it was really neat. I didn't want to do it again, though. Yeah, I probably would have done it again, maybe. But but the castle's awesome. You could sit there and stare at it all day. Yeah, it's very cool. So Good stuff. But uh, we figured out the vacation thing. Jen got the vacation she wanted. Mm-hmm. I got the vacation I wanted. Mm-hmm. And the kids got a little time away and all that. And, uh, you know, that's about it, really. Yeah. Just kind of worked itself out. Isn't that awesome that we could do that? Mm-hmm. We didn't have to fight, punch, kick. No, nope, not too much. Not too much. No, we didn't fight at all, actually. All right. So uh, main topic, though, is I really wanted to get into everything we've done in the last few months, why we haven't been doing shows, and what life changes have happened, because people care about this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I've called it Ireland through the Odyssey. <laughs> Ireland through the Odyssey. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> we started off um, with me going – uh, I don't know. There was there was camps and things like that too mm-hmm. somewhere. But I'm, I'm a little off on my timeline. But we've just had a really busy few months. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I went to Ireland. Yep. And I don't think we've done a show. July. No, you August. went. You went the end of June. June. Okay. So maybe we talked about it a little bit on the last show. But uh, that's really when it just started going. I mean, we we mm-hmm. came back from Ireland, and then what happened? You or I came back from Ireland. You started the middle school thing. Then yeah, I had two weeks basically to get a brand new middle school ministry going. And then I think you did camp. Then camps, and then we had then the Odyssey hit mm-hmm. in August, and we started loosely in August. I created four or five four puppets by hand um, from scratch. We we built nine different sets. Blah blah. Basically, the Odyssey was a big Halloween alternative. It was a tour for children. Um, a tour through the Bible that started um, in Genesis and went all the way through to the life of Christ. And uh, each room was decorated and, you know, themed. And you went in the in Jonah's mouth – or Jonah's mouth. <laughs> you went into the whale's mouth to meet Jonah. You know, you, you – um, there was a blacklight room with fish swimming around talking about, you know, their experience with the Israelites coming through the Red Sea. Uh, Adam and Eve talking to a puppet snake about how the snake tricked them, you know, and then heaven with angels and candy and a big, uh, big uh, flourish, you know, at the end. So it was really big. It was a really big thing. And it took a lot of weeks, a lot of yeah, months. Yeah, it did. And uh, went off great. But um, that's that's it in a nutshell. But we've just been crazy busy. Yeah, that whole month of October, I think, at least more often than not, you were working late. Yeah, 12-hour days and stuff. Ugh. So not only did, you know, obviously Geek Loves Nerd suffer, but even the other podcasts, uh, Nobody's Listening, took a hiatus until November. Um, and then a new show that I'm doing that you might want to check out, Q-Hog. It's about Netflix streaming television. I'm doing it with John Steinclover, Eric Fisher, and uh, Dr. Quest, a.k.a. Christopher Chichnall. And it's, uh, it's going really well, but we had to even take a break from that brand new show to, uh, to, to, for me to just keep it all together. And then right after that, and this is this is going to be of interest to our folks who listen to Geek Loves Nerd, my wife um, started a brand new job. Yep, I did. And we've talked about this in the past, about your struggles and the, the wonders and the good and the bads of staying at home mm-hmm. with children. Everybody knows it's difficult. Um, and and uh, Jennifer and I decided together that the woman needed to get a job. <laughs> Why, why did we need you to get a job, Jen? Because I was going crazy at home. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I am I probably should have waited another year. But, um, you know, our son, it's almost four. Mm-hmm. And it was getting, I, I think that was contributing to the antsiness of he wasn't a little baby anymore. Yeah. And he was fairly independent. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've wanted to work probably forever since I quit. Yeah, since so. since the week since the week after she quit, she's wanted to go back to work, and she struggled. We've yeah. been very clear about that. Now, let me put a huge, huge, uh, not a disclaimer, but just give Jen a lot of props because Jen has struggled 
through the entire time being a stay-at-home mom. She she's really struggled with it. It's uh, it, it's contrary to what she wanted to do when she was younger. She wanted to be a businesswoman. She wanted to be active. As a child, she struggled with issues of thinking that that was a demeaning job and things like that. Um, so she dealt with all of those things. She dealt with the fact that she wasn't making money. That she she thought that that was one of the ways that that you know g- gave her value and all these things. And she worked through all of those issues. And in spite of all of those things she dealt with, I'm going to tell you, our kids are amazing. And the and the family and the, the lifestyle and the home that she provided was absolutely fabulous. So I am not dissing my wife when I say she struggled for the last seven years. I am actually tipping my hat to her big time because in spite of all of that, she did a better job than a lot of women that I see that absolutely love staying at home, absolutely love that their whole goal in life is to change their kids' diapers and stuff, you know, and no and no no offense to those people, but you know the type that just love it, just mm-hmm. love yeah. a car full of kids and want to have 13 of them. You know, Jen is not that person, mm-hmm. but she did a better job, in my opinion, than most of the families that I've seen that do have a, a, a wife at home like that. And part of my struggle is I had to be able to look at my wife and say, you know what, it's okay. It's okay for her not to be at home with the kids all the time. It's okay. Especially now. Yeah. The kids are grown. I mean, Dunder, Dunder's pretty much grown. He's three. We're, <laughs> we're done with him. We need so much work on him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Jen, um, Jen decided, we decided, actually, I decided. You did. You told me to go get a job. I, she wouldn't Stop do whining. it because she was back and forth. I want to get a job, she'd say. And then and then when she really started considering it, guilt would set in. And, you know, I don't want to leave the kids and I don't want to this, that, and the other. And I finally just told her, you, you, there is no choice about this. You have got to go and get a job. Because and it's a test thing, really, um, because she just we we we'd done a lot of things to try to help each other and and support each other and to get us to a place where we were content and happy. And Jen, Jen was really struggling with happiness and contentment and fulfillment. And um, so I I just said, look, you're you're going to get a job. <laughs> There's no <laughs> choice about it. And I mostly didn't do it to be a, a butthead husband. I mostly did it. Like one of those things where you tell your kids, you know, no, we are going to clean that cut and put a Band-Aid on it. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to do this because it's good for you. And and I also did it mostly to free her from the guilt. Mm-hmm. Because if it had been your choice. Yeah, then I, then you, I would have felt too guess, guilty. But there's no choice in it. You know, yeah. I have to do this. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it was tongue in cheek, but still. Anyway, so tell us, tell us, uh, tell us about the journey for getting a job because you've been trying for a couple months now. Yeah, it took quite a while. Um, I guess you know I've been putting in my resume since uh, I don't know. I think since May or April, mm-hmm. and I did interview for one job, and it was just not it's a lot of emotional up and downs, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it used to be before I quit working that, that I don't know that I was in high demand, but it it should have been pretty quick and easy for me to get a job but that was seven years ago Mm -hmm. and um and the market's changed and i don't have you know the most recent experience i i did do contract work for a while but you're old and i'm old (laughs) not that old so yeah it was it was very hard to get um to get interviews you know i sent in a lot of resumes a lot of the world had moved on yeah pretty much and I hadn't. So. It was very scary for her. I'll just say it. She, yeah. I was very afraid I would not find anything ever. And I didn't know what else to do. Well, for years, I remember you took solace in the fact that, you know, if something happened with James or if, you know, something changed, I would be able to instantly, and I be you, you'd be able to instantly drop anything and go get a job mm-hmm. and be able to support the family and blah, blah, blah. And that turned out to not. In your, I mean, at first, it looked like it yeah. wasn't the case. Now, I kept telling you, it's the economy. Mm-hmm. It's the economy. Nobody's hiring for and nothing. you just said, keep trying. Keep trying. Just keep yeah. doing it. And uh, she would do it, and she wouldn't, and then she would do it, and then she wouldn't. And finally, you just got it in your head, and you yeah. applied to like eight or nine different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just real scared. I was scared to apply. I was scared to pick the wrong job. Well, and you were scared to get excited, because yeah. that one place called you back for a second interview. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. Yeah, yeah. It they was eliminated real weird. the position or something. Well, it was for a contract job, so that's never you right. know real solid. But yeah, I went in for a first interview. They said, "Oh, we'll call you back when this person gets back from vacation." And then 
they called me and were setting up the interview, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we filled the position. It's very odd. Mm. But yeah, kind of a blow to the ego. Yeah. Even if it had nothing to do with well, me. Well, of course it's it like, didn't. They, you know, it wasn't personal. No, they, they didn't have any. They call you back for a second interview. The, the position literally got eliminated. That was the day the Dow dropped 400 points, too. Yeah. So there was a lot of people not hiring that day. Probably not. But, uh, but she, she eventually got, got it in here, like I said, and uh, put out all these applications and got a response from an investment firm mm-hmm. and uh, went in for your interviews, blah, 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 yakety, schmackety. She started work. The day after the Odyssey. Oh my goodness, now let me explain to you. <laughs> Twelve hour days. Husband had been gone. That means Jen's home with the kids every day. You know, I'm coming home at nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, and then the actual Odyssey event was on Monday. And she, I had been working with you. Oh yeah, that whole weekend. Like we'd both been there late. Just the kids have been running. Who knows what Jen's, they were doing? Jen, Jen did as much work, if not more, than I did on this thing. I'm building. I'm constructing. I'm painting. I'm coordinating and managing. She's behind the scenes. Getting candy together, organizing volunteers, uh, contacting people, setting up our practices, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so that night, you know, we not only put off, pulled off a four hour event, we had to clean up, straighten up, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat get out of there, get the kids to bed. And it was probably, I don't know what time o'clock at night. It was when late. You went to bed. I don't even remember. It was just a blur. <laughs> she went straight from that very next day into a brand new job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so what were your feelings? What was your primary feeling that day? The feeling of sleepiness. Yeah, exhaustion. <laughs> it's like I remember at one point I like would just get up and walk. I think I just walked to the bathroom just to kind of keep myself awake. She told me she says they've got me doing the most boring thing right now. Oh my god! And I'm tired at the same time. Well, the hardest part was I just started the job, so I don't know how to do anything. Plus, the two people, I guess, that I mainly would have worked with were out of the office the rest of the week after the first day. So I didn't have anybody to ask questions to, Mm. nobody to give me work, and I'm just like sitting there. I had to like, I don't know, do this... Some sort of something, but yeah. So, yeah, well, I don't even count her first week as as real job because of that. This week actually was your first mm-hmm. full full week. They wanted her to start on Monday when they first hired her, uh, but that was, Which ha- was Halloween. Yeah, that yeah. was Halloween. It was the, the, the event, you know. And so she started the very next day, and um, she was sleepy all week. Mm-hmm. And it, you get up at quarter to five or quarter to six in the morning now, mm-hmm. but you don't go to bed any earlier. No, and I need to change that because it's <laughs> making me really tired. So it's been quite an adjustment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been way different. It's hard. I mean, it's not... There's some things that aren't as bad as I thought there would be, but there's... Like, like what? Well, like the whole getting up, getting ready, getting out of the house. This, I thought I would hate it. It's not that big a deal. No big deal. You just do it. What about uh, how has it affected um, home? Like... Coming home, the weekends. I, I remember you used to really struggle on weekends. Yeah, I used to hate the weekends because it's like it was just time where I thought I should be doing something fun where I'm just stuck taking care of the kids. And, and the I, past, you used to say the weekends were no different than the than weekdays. The rest of the week, yeah. You. And that yeah. really struck, bugged you. But now. Now, now they're awesome. She I loves love staying home. <laughs> I love, I love not having to work. <laughs> it really doesn't matter what I do. Beyond everything else is bonus if Yay. I do something beyond that. But yeah, and I like being with the kids now. And that is one thing that's, I think, been a positive change. Is I think I have more patience and more you know tolerance with the kids because it's like I don't see them as much. So yep. the time I do see them. I'm, I'm a little more appreciative of it. That's what it came down to for me with uh, Jen working is if I, if I somehow am, support her staying home, not, not make her because she was torn, totally torn. Um, but if I sided with the side of her that wanted her to stay home all the time, is, 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 is it better for my kids to be home with a mom that is miserable or is it better for them to have a, maybe a little less time, but with a mom who's fulfilled and happy when they're around? And I chose that for my kids. And so it's, it, she's still home every evening, you know, uh, all weekend long. Um, she's still, you know, there for them. The kids are doing great. Dunder is going through a little phase, but I, I honestly think it's completely unrelated. It could be because Jenna went through the same kind of phase. Uh, he's just being three. Yeah. Almost four He's just testing his limits. Yeah. He's decided that he doesn't want to listen to anything we tell him to do, and he's trying to get away with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's having fun. 
doing his own thing right now. But uh, I don't know. And where we're at right now, though, if if it turns out to be a detriment to our family, if it uh, if it turns out that, that the kids can't handle it for some reason, this is a test. Yeah. And you've you've committed how how long to it? Three months. Because Jen wanted to quit. <laughs> The first week and a half. The first week, I was so miserable. I it just was a lot of things. It's like I made a bad choice. I'm going to give it three months, though. Yeah. And what we're deciding to do, obviously, um, you know, there's extra money. I, I think mm-hmm. we've we've more than doubled our salary. Yeah. Kinda. Um. What kind of? We kind of have. You're not supposed to talk about money. I didn't mention an amount. Mm. If I make five bucks a week, <laughs> we now make ten. <laughs> we now make to twelve. So, um. Anyway. Uh, so, so there's that, but what we decided to do is not live off of that. Obviously there's some things here and there that we're replacing and updating, um, because we've lived just not, we haven't lived beneath our, uh, we haven't had a lot of extra. Yeah. And so there's things that have, like my car needs to be fixed. Um, we need windows in the house. There's just different things like that that will be one-time fixes that will not cost us money. But but beyond that, we're not going to live off of this money. Mm-hmm. Um, to the to the if if my wife decides she needs to leave or if we decide she needs to quit, uh, we'll be able to walk away. Yeah, and we will have a fixed car and some new windows to show for it. You know exactly. So uh, that's where we're at right now, and so it's exciting. I I have been thrilled with with my wife's. Um, just she's been happier and more uh there's there's been the stresses of when do I go shopping now mm-hmm. and you know how do I keep the house clean um but but she's had some help here and there yeah well and you've been a huge help especially with the kids i mean you take them every morning you pick them up um yeah i've got more responsibilities now but you've done really well with them mhm i mean like you don't you keep, seem to you mind you keep trying to uh, treat me like i care like you're like, like well, I feel I feel like I'm putting you out, but you don't care. <laughs> they are your kids too. But, yeah, I don't mind. But I mean, I've always taken the primary responsibility for them, so mm-hmm. it's just odd to share but, that. Yeah, it is. But I, you know, I like them, so I'm good. Well, and your job is a little more flexible to where you can. Well, yeah. but I have them in the morning. You know, I take them to work to school now. But you get them ready for me, so that's cool. I pick them up, and I've got them for about an hour and. 20 minutes mm-hmm. between the time we get home. Because I get home about 4. I get out of work at 4. Get home about 4.30. And Jen gets back at about 5.30 on the late end. Yeah, usually know. about 5.15. But yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there. Um, so it, so there's that. and and uh, But it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. you don't fun. seem to be bothered. Yeah. I, I clean every now and then. Mm-hmm. Try to try to have the house straightened up for you when you get home. I put on a, a pretty dress and an apron, and I meet you at the door <laughs> with a kiss and a cigar and a martini, and uh, it's great. You cook. <laughs> I have cooked. Yeah, you cooked your own dinner tonight. That's right. So. Yeah, that part of it I've really enjoyed. The fact that I feel like we're we're sharing some of the responsibilities. It's so good. my prayer for my wife lately has been: God, fulfill my wife, fulfill her, help her to be fulfilled. And I, I didn't pray for you a job. I didn't pray for you to find meaning in your work at home um, or, you know, whatever, whatever. I just prayed that you'd be fulfilled. And uh, I think we're getting there. I think, I think we're there. Because you're just, there's nothing wrong with having a woman that is wired differently than the stereotypical house mom, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a house mom, but there's nothing wrong with not either. Mm-hmm. And I think I've got the best of both worlds. I've got a lady that loves her kids isn't running away from them, isn't doing this. Because I've known moms that work, and all they pay for is childcare, So they don't yeah. bring home any money. Yeah, They pay for childcare, And it's like, you are, you're messed up. Yeah. Okay? I do take issue with those kind of people. But you're not, you're not that person. You just have a gift and a talent, and you want to use it. Mm-hmm. And you're not sacrificing your family to do it. You made your sacrifice, and it's over. And now you get to, to go back to it. This is what we talked about all all the time. You know, we talked about this anyway. Maybe a year earlier than than you know, like you said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. But we're there, and I'm excited. Well, good. I'm still unsure. The jury's still out in my mind. That's but all right. That's all right. It's I'm happy getting better there because I um, got a special deal on a flat panel television. <laughs> you bought the television. I, I replaced our 400 pound gargantuan nasty <laughs> TV. And it's in the garage, and it's on uh, Craigslist if you want it, people. 
You have to come pick it up. I'm not moving that thing again. You can have it for free. I don't care. (laughs) If nobody comes and picks it up, I'm going to crush it with a hammer. I'm going to put it piece by piece in the garbage can because I'm not lifting that 400 pound television (laughs) again. It was state of the art when we bought it. Yeah, about 10 years ago. Yeah, when when flat panels were still Mm $10,000, and I'm not even kidding. Thank goodness we didn't spend $10,000. I bought one for for less than 300 bucks. Yeah. So. Uh, a 42 inch or whatever i don't know what it is but it, it's nice and, and it's lightweight <laughs> and the kids like it so. yeah they do so that's it I, anything to add i mean it sounds so quick but it was a big stressful time i mean it was. Well, not, but not bad stress it was just work i mean i went to ireland for children's ministry we went to kids camps for children's ministry we went and did the odyssey for children's ministry. it was just my job you know it's big yeah. stuff yeah, and luckily you can kind of coast to the end of the year. I know. There's not really a lot going on between now and Christmas. I bet Christmas. that makes you happy. It makes me very happy. I do have some projects lined out that I really want to do. Um, you know, I want to build kiosks for the check-in stations, mm-hmm. things like that. Stuff that I usually don't have time to do, I really want to do yeah. this time. Because um, we've about got to where we're, everything's organized at work. Everything's pretty much where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You've been um, there two years. Yeah. So. We need we do need some help. We need some volunteers. We're, we've lost a few volunteers here and there, but to good reasons, to ministry, to, to um, matter of fact, two of our people had to leave recently because they're being full time children's pastors at a startup church. We got another young lady that that we had for a time, but she was always going to go back to um, uh, her home state after her husband, you know, got out of the military, and uh, and then we've got uh, some nursery needs that need to be filled. But mm-hmm. we'll get there. Yeah. It'll work out. We'll be doing a podcast six months from now, our next podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about how all that worked out. So it'll be good. Hey, uh, let's do a little bit of this. Ask Jen. Okay, it's not really Ask Jen. It's Ask both You just of us. wanted to play that song, clip, yeah, didn't you? <laughs> I made that, so I'm going to do it. Uh, hey, I'm 16 and I'm really lonely. I went to school for my LD. Do you know what that is? Nope. Okay. So I really don't know many people around my town. I have one friend, Emily, who's really annoying me and hurts me. That's not your friend then. I'm very shy and I can't drive yet. I have other I have another friend in town who went to the same school for seventh and eighth grade. She's really nice, but I want to meet more people and it's really hard for me because I'm shy and awkward. But I am also very lonely and spend a lot of time in my room alone. Well, you're not gonna meet anybody in your room. Nope. Uh, the school I go to has people from all over the country, and I'm not really close to any, any of them, even though I have some friends. How do I meet people or just get out of the house when it seems like I have no way out without being annoyed to death? It's from Kat. I wonder if she's not from the United States. I don't know. I don't know what LD is in 7th and 8th. That sounds like a different country. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I would say to her... She needs to like join a club, yeah, or join a church, or yeah. join a, you know, that's that's usually if you can find something that you're interested in, and then there's other you kind of have a common ground with people, and it's not awkward to talk to them. Um, or if you, you know, if you work with people on a project, usually you automatically become friends. You know, my suggestion. I'm, I'm reading this, and the key seems to be that she's lonely and she feels shy and awkward. And I sometimes people think that if I meet a lot of people, then I won't be shy and awkward. Well, you're a shy and awkward person, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's the way you're made. What you need to do is find things to help you with your loneliness. And one of the ways you meet people, obviously, is what Jen says, connecting. And all, but I think that's symptoms. I don't think it's going to solve your problem. You can be surrounded by people and still be lonely. You've said you've got friends. You've said you've you've got people that you talk to, but you're not. You're, you still end up at home. You may be struggling with some depression. I don't know. Um, but the biggest thing that I would suggest to people like yourself is get out and do something for other people. Uh, volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, go go clean things for folks. Go go to an old folks' home and go get out of your house and do things like that. It may not be self-fulfilling things. It may be things that fulfill other people's needs. Um, but churches are a great way to volunteer, um, You know, any, anything like that. Uh, to get you out of the house and get you to accidentally bump into people. I, believe it or not, am not a very outgoing person. I'm very shy. If you put me in a room full of people and I'm the only one there, I will not talk to a soul. So those are not the best situations to put me in. But if you if you get me to where I'm doing things for people, I've sudden, all of a sudden I become outgoing because I'm not here to sell you on me. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to do you a favor. Mm-hmm. 
and that gives me the upper hand in the in the situation too. Uh, but then you also automatically you know meet people. You just do. Um, the other thing is just be available and be friendly. Mm-hmm. I would also commit it to prayer and say, God, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm you know this is the way I am. Uh, help me out. Help me to meet somebody. Help me to meet some people that I can connect with and relate to, people that won't hurt me, people that will be my friend that I can share things with, confide in. Um, and then if there is something like depression going on or if um, if there's a reason why you're annoyed, because you mentioned that you wouldn't have to be annoyed to death um, and you feel like you have no way out, that's, that's what leads me to thinking she's just depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're getting plenty of sleep, treating right. Exercising, you know, going to, a, to a, just walking, just go walk around your block a couple times a week. Um, but the more you're out and the more you kind of things you can think to do, uh, the more opportunities you're going to have to accidentally bump into people. Because mm-hmm. for people like me and you, Kat, that's the only way we're going to meet folks is by happenstance. So we're not going to just go out and sell ourselves to people. I don't know. Do you have anything to add? No, I think you pretty much covered it. you're real outgoing. No, I'm very shy. Yeah. Start a podcast. It helped yeah. me. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, here's another question. This is from Jeff. What do you do? And he's asking us about um, some of the stuff we talked about with discipline and the consequence ladder. What do you do when you've already gone up the discipline consequence ladder with an out-of-control three-year-old for a whole range of offenses and already been given a verbal warning, timeout, had privileges taken away, and several spankings? In other words, what do you do even when a whooping doesn't work? No, it's not just us that have a difficult three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I want to tell you, Jeff, is you are not the only one. Um, one thing that works very well with our son, and I don't know how long it lasts, is a verbal praise. He really, really attaches to that. Yep. And it's not something you by default want to do with a cranky three-year-old, but um, if you can start really praising their good, the, the few good things that they do, Sometimes that redirects them. And that's what I want to point out is if you're just doing the consequence letter, you're only doing half of it. If you remember when we talked about that, we talked about exaggerating the consequences of bad behavior and exaggerating the benefits of good behavior. Most children only respond to both. Uh, Like my wife said in in a previous show about how um, people uh, in, in her class took and yelled at a kid no, 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 when they were close, when they were far away from something. Mm-hmm. And then, anyway, the whole thing says uh, that only when a kid is praised and gotten onto, when they hit their boundaries on either end, do they know which direction to go. Um, I, we had a situation with our own niece that they had plenty of discipline, quote unquote, the, the negative side, the consequence mm-hmm. side. But it, when they started praising and then also giving physical rewards like a piece of candy at the end of the day or something like that man it was night and day mm-hmm. and and it depends on your kids love languages which they're going to respond to it might be verbal our son one of his is verbal yeah it is obviously and he just lights up he just thinks it's awesome so we've changed our language about the way we talk about him um but also giving them uh pr- giving them privileges to earn as well as ones to be taken away i think are very huge so it's balance. It's also them being three. Mm-hmm. They are being three. And what do you do when the consequence ladder doesn't work? You keep working the consequence ladder. Yeah, because I remember with Jenna, when she was three or four, I don't remember what age, she um, she would just push it and push it. And I remember feeling like this kid is never, never going to get it. She's never going to like respond. And then all of a sudden, there was like a magical day where she was just good. Yeah, she got sick of it. And she's really a great child the only way it doesn't work is if you give up yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's, it's the equivalent of sticking your finger over a flame there may be a time you can handle the pain but eventually you're going to flinch and jerk away whether it's mm-hmm. three seconds five seconds or ten seconds whatever your tolerance is but eventually a kid is going to get sick of the monotony of verbal warning timeout privileges taken away spanking blah 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 whatever your consequence ladder tends to be they're going to see the pattern and if they have a balance meaning the positive side to compare it to they're eventually going to logically choose to change their behavior but if you quit they realize then you're showing them that they won. Yeah, that they just keep acting badly for long enough, and they can continue doing it. Yeah. So the other thing you have to pay a quick a lot of attention to, especially at three, is what do they really love? You know, what kind of stuff can you really take away? 
that they care about. Because, no, they don't like to be spanked. But I know, like, Jenna, that devastated her to get spanked. But our son, he, sometimes yeah. he doesn't even cry. Yeah, I care. mean, he, it doesn't bother. It doesn't, like, hurt his feelings or whatever. But there's certain things he just hates. So, I mean, just pay attention to what really... You know, a busy kid has a hard time getting in trouble too. Yeah, that's so true. So if you're spending time with them and keeping them busy, uh, crafts, toys, playing with them, it's hard for them to be bad. Mm-hmm. So think about that too. Three year olds are high maintenance. There's no doubt about it. Three year olds are two year olds with practice. Yeah, what we've always heard, and uh, our kids living up to that too. So we feel your your, your grief. Was it Jeff. a boy that he was talking about? I too? would assume. Yeah, he didn't say. Oh, okay, I didn't know. But I don't think it matters. No. It's personality anyway. Yeah. Uh, second related question. He says, what do you do when a dad is already at the top rung of the ladder and mom comes home later? Should her intervention approach start at the same point as dad or does it go back to the verbal warning? I got a simple answer for that. No. You communicate. Matter yeah. of fact, Jen and I do that all the time. Where's he at? Mm-hmm. What, did you, what have you done already? Mm-hmm. And when I step in, I jump right on top of the shoulders of whatever Jen has done. Mm-hmm. If he's already been told a couple times, m- see, because mom and dad are not separate. They are together. They are unified. Yeah. Discipline comes from the both of them working together. And so if I know that mom gives me three chances and dad only gives me two, I'm going to do things for dad better than I do for mom mm-hmm. and vice versa. So when you work together, though, and if you can blend your styles, nurture and, and, and strictness and all this and become together and that kid knows when mom gets home, um, nothing changes. Mom's going to back daddy. That I don't get to reset, you know, when mom gets home. Um, Just think of it from that kid's point of view. What would you think if you were a conniving three-year-old? Hey, when I get home or when mom gets home, I get to start over and I get to have this fun game of manipulating my parents all over again. Mm -hmm. No. Um, When mom gets home, the hammer's coming down because dad and mom are going to gang up on me. (laughs) (laughs) That is what your kids need to know. (laughs) Kids are, especially three-year-olds, are like raptors. Yeah. You know what? They test the fence for all the weaknesses. Systematically test the fence And they'll keep testing. (laughs) You know, I read an article the other day that kids, they've had a study, that kids as young as a year and a half uh, understand human thought and understand the way adults think, Mm -hmm. understand the fact that they affect you. I think it's even sooner than that because I've seen kids manipulate people as early as 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they understand enough. And people don't give kids credit. Mm-hmm. They are smart, and especially when they need to get what they want to get. Whether you believe in God or evolution, um, I believe kids have been given the ability to get what they need mm-hmm. to survive. Mm-hmm. Crying and all this kind of stuff. But as they grow up and they begin to get language skills and blah, 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 they still rely on those old ways. Yep. And they will hold on to those as long as they work. And that's why you see eight-year-old children melt down in the toy aisle because they're going back to what worked when they were an infant. And it Mm -hmm. was fine when they were an infant. It's not fine when you're five. It's not fine when you're eight. Um, so, and it's not fine when you're 30. Some of you people need to quit whining, just saying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stacked together. He says, third related question. Boy, Jeff's really packing them in there. Does each offense warrant a verbal warning or should one verbal warning cover all the rule breaking? Mm, I know with us, we kind of have a, kind of a, I don't know if you call it a sliding scale, but if, if a kid is just being defiant and they're just being defiant in like three different ways, it kind of steps them up yeah, on the, the consequence ladder. Usually with kids' behavior, if things are happening in, in tandem, like what I, I feel like he's describing, we have the same thing. The kid will be bad for a day, and then I'll have a bad day, a good day. Yeah, you, you kind of group it together, and you find you don't judge it based on the individual badness. You find out what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And if a kid's acting out, maybe – like my son the other day, for some reason, got excited and, and called me a poo-poo doo-doo head or some some weird <laughs> thing. And I looked at him with my head askew like a parrot looks at you sometimes. <laughs> and I just, oh, it was terrible because it was a funny moment. You know, it was uh-huh. so stupid and funny. But I just said, don't you ever talk to me that way again. And then a few, you know, when I was later, he punches me really hard as we're playing. And it was just over the line. Mm-hmm. And so in that world, what you, you collect all this together and, okay, he's having respect issues he's he's pushing the respect part of our relationship Mm -hmm. and he needs to know here's the boundaries okay um and then he'll have issues with his sister 
and he's and he's doing this. He kicks her. He takes this. He takes that. Okay, now he's struggling with the boundaries between what's his and what's hers, and how to how to have a relationship with a sister. So I deal with those collectively. And then the next time, um, what what's something lately he's done? Oh, at school, you know, he's he's been exhibiting a little bit of bad behavior, and now he's testing this in line he doesn't even know exists. No child knows that this exists, but the connection between their teacher. <laughs> And their parents. And, and their parents, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you think that's a different world. They, they'll they never talk. Yeah. You know, um, but we do. And so he'll find out. And so what you do is you kind of group all that stuff together. You find out what boundaries are being pushed. And, and you keep the goal, the vision of your child that you want in your head. And that helps you to direct that. Now, the, the consequence ladder is a great idea. It is a great suggestion. It is a great way for people with no structure to get structure. But it is a suggestion. It is an idea. It's a concept. And some ver- some consequence ladders work their way up. Um, and, and you will have individual ones. Like if your kid's struggling with homework later on in life and they don't want to do it, that's going to be its own ladder separate from their behavior in Sunday school. You know, um, the, the, the fact that they want to quit baseball just because some kids being a punk, you know, that's going to be a completely different situation than the fact that they won't eat their peas. So you'll find yourself, some stuff will build, but other things are separate and things you'll work on their entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, Jenna's love of peas and vegetables (laughs) that has spanned the the generations now and we're still dealing with the fact that it but she's gotten better Mm -hmm. and better and better and she she eats it first now (laughs) now she's like i'm gonna eat this first so i can get it out of the way and enjoy the rest of my dinner and i was like throwing up my hands (laughs) praising the lord so i hope that helps jeff and he says uh i grew up in the kansas city area and I love the fun you made of Independence Center in an old podcast. Yeah, that, that mall. What, what did you say about Remember, because it? it's, it's wrapped around this food court that's at the bottom level, and you can't mm-hmm. get across to yes. anything. Oh, you have to walk that. around the whole dumb mall to get to the other yes. side. So stupid. Well, that was your input. Guys, it's time for us to get out of here. All right. Good show, Jen. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, um, website, geeklovesnerd.com. Uh, email your comments, questions, thoughts, you know, whatever you want to add to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. You can call us if you want, 209-5-NLCAST. And make sure to check out this show and all the great shows that uh, the NLCast Network puts out at NLCast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash NLCast. You can follow us on Facebook, slash NLCast, slash geeklovesnerd, slash Jay Kinnison, Jennifer Kinnison, all that stuff. Until next time, uh, loved you, Jen. Loved you too.